You are listening to The Plastic Surgery Revolution with Dr. Stephen Davis, the one and only podcast that discusses modern plastic surgery and leaves you looking great and feeling better. Welcome everyone to The Plastic Surgery Revolution. Um, your host again, Dr. Stephen Davis, and I actually have a very special guest with me. Uh, today I have Julie Bass Kaplan. She is a nurse practitioner from Northern California, and she's been running her own business since 1999. Yeah, since the early days. Disappearing Act, laser and Injectables. Yes. Both, yeah, right? we do both. Yeah. So, Julie, and by the way, she has one of the most incredible followings on Instagram, right? I mean, how many people are we talking about now? Um, maybe 31K or so. That's a lot. Yeah, you know? mostly injectors, but a lot of patients too. But, right. Yeah. So, Julie and I are at a meeting in California, and, you know, here we really start to like innovate a lot of things that we're going to end up teaching doctors and nurses for the rest of the coming years. Mm -hmm. Um, But one of the things I really love about Julia when we talk about things, she has this incredible way of connecting with not only people she's teaching how to inject, but she has an incredible way of teaching her patients about all the new modalities and therapies that are available. And that's why I wanted to talk to Julie about stuff. So Julie, a couple of things. Like when someone's coming in to see you, how do you take enough time in the consultation to really alert them about all the different things that are out there to potentially fix something that has a multitude number of ways of fixing it? Because I know yeah. I find that to be an issue in my practice. How do you go about doing it? It is a challenge, right? Um, yeah. I kind of think like if somebody comes in and they're new to me and I've never met them before, yeah. I like to first establish a relationship. Like instead of just standing up and start going off on what's wrong with their face or their appearance, right. I like to sit <laughs> it's down. It's always a good thing. Right? Right. Yeah, it's good. You, you um, make sure about Sit that. down next to them like we yeah. are instead of standing up and they're sitting. You know, just sit down yeah. eye to eye, connect with them, kind of get a feel for what kind of person they are, what their personality type is. Um, I also, you know, we do paper charting, so I look at their handwriting. I think I, I took a course in handwriting analysis. Oh, that's so um, smart. I know. God, that's when a I was smart pregnant, thing. Yeah, when I was pregnant with my first son, I had nothing else to do but right. <laughs> stay home and be pregnant. Uh, so I took this uh, graphology course. But but I'm, I'm really, the first the first consultation, I'm, I'm getting a read on them, what's important to them, their life, um, you know, and just... Because I think the biggest thing that we have is our relationship with our patients. Yeah. Because if you don't have that foundation of trust and and you don't have, you don't care about them and they need to care about you, you need to care about them, that's the basics. Right. And if I get any red flags, like if I feel we're not connecting yeah, or if some, like if I get red flags that they, they're really not mentally ready for a, an aesthetic procedure in the office, you know, it's good to know in the beginning. So let me talk about a few things that I know everybody, especially even at this conference that we're talking about. Things that are not gonna be immediately recognized as being a successful treatment. For instance, potentially a laser treatment that's supposed to be tightening skin. Mm -hmm. And you know, and we inform the patients that it's not gonna happen after the first one. How do you 
treat that patient to let them know, listen, here's what I think is gonna be the best thing, but it may take two, three, four sessions to do it. How do you do that? Um, again, it goes down to the conversation, getting to know them, what their needs are, and definitely making a plan, a plan for the right. whole year. And that's what everybody wants. So I, I literally sit down with a pen and paper, ask them what their concerns are, their main concerns. Right. Because if you don't address their main concern from the beginning. 100%. Yeah, right? Because. 100%. Because if you don't, they're going to say, oh, she just wants my money. Right. She just, you know, she just put, get, making me do all these things. But really, all I wanted was lips. That's right. You know, so. Such an important thing. Because yeah. I know, I'll give you, everybody that's listening, an example of that is someone that comes in and really has problems with their nasolabial folds, their smile lines. And when we start talking about lifting their cheek up to make that go away, it's actually true. But the problem is I always tell everybody at the end of the day, if they go home and they still see those deep nasolabial folds, they don't think they got enough of a result. So right. you're right. I think it is very important yeah. to address that. Um, what are some of your favorite procedures that you do that you just love doing. So when someone comes in and you look at them and go, they're gonna be a great candidate for X, what is the thing that makes you go, oh, I love doing that? Well, first of all, neuromodulators, right? Because right. it's an art. Right. There's more to it. It's not just point and shoot. Um, I like to touch- I'm gonna interrupt her for one okay. second. You did a really fun thing where you injected your own face. Oh yeah. Half face, uh -huh. half face with two yeah. different kinds of neurotoxins like a, a botulinum toxin that everybody knows about is Botox or one of the other three, but you did do that to yourself. I didn't so do I it wonder, to myself. Well, you had somebody. Yeah, yeah I, had, right. I had somebody I trusted in injecting. Yeah, but I do remember uh, watching yeah, each I did day. it with all of them. I did it with all of them. You did? Because um, mm -hmm. I wanted to really know the different personalities of all the Okay. Oh, that's fun. Because we have four right now, right? right? So, so I didn't I didn't want to interrupt you, but go no. ahead. So you love doing neuromodulin. I love it, I love it. And I love um, teaching the patient about them too. You know, and, yeah. and I talk in simple terms. Like, you're going to love it. It's an opposite medicine. You know, so I'll say. Yeah. See, that's what I'm saying. She's yeah. so good at relating <laughs> to patients about what it really is. So talk yeah. about opposite. Say like, what like that means. If you're a patient, I would right. say, okay, so what's bothering you? You know, and if you said, oh, I don't like my crow's well, feet. Crow's feet. Yeah, yeah, I would say, well, close your eyes really tight and and you, and you would and I would see all the, the little lines going like this and I would say now now because this muscle does this when I do this you're going to get a little brightening because the opposite of this is this or if your frown is going down like this the opposite is a lift and separate you know um, and because people come in and say oh I need my brows lifted can you inject all of this right. my brows need to be lifted and I'll explain no remember it's an opposite so the job of this this muscle is raise so the opposite right. is fall so that's really good you know so I just people really understand terms. that I love that yeah. what's another one of the procedures oh that my you gosh. love to do I love so many um jawline is fun okay so tell me somebody that comes in and says I really want that sharp jawline what's your go-to to make that happen i like voluma but I'm, I'm excited about what's coming next i think thicker ha fillers are going to be right. exciting like um i don't know if it'll be called volux but in europe yeah, they have volux right. i'm yeah. excited about that um but i think the jaw the chin is can make a big difference on people 
Um, I need mine done. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think I mean, next, we all have to have a Next takes some time. It's, the neck is something we were talking about a lot in the meeting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It so. takes a lot of different things to get a neck. And I think that's one of those where you have to have a relationship with your patient and say, this is going to take some time. Right. Especially, um, like, I turned 54 this year. And I find that it's getting harder to keep the neck at bay, you yeah. know. And I don't, I it's haven't had facial plastic surgery yet, so I'm. I know it's going to probably happen, but I'd like to, no. you know, bump it, keep it off. But see, that's the beauty of all the stuff that we keep talking about doing, and what you're doing to yourself is that you're keeping everything so in shape that it really is going to be a point where we may not even really need to a real surgical procedure in order to get the results we want. Yeah, you know, and that'll um, be nice unless you know. you're a surgeon. <laughs> no, but that's why I stay so involved. Yeah. So we look. There's some people that are never going to keep up with certain things, and when they walk into the office, you know that they need a facelift or they need their eyes done. There aren't a lot of things that we could supplant to make that happen. Right. So I think that's true. And healthy um, skin. Right? And healthy you skin. Well, that's the bottom skin. line with so yeah. much of this. Yeah. Um, tell me about tear troughs or the underlying, you know, underneath yeah. the lid. Because I know in my practice that happens to be one of the first things that, even if they're talking about their abdomen and other things, before they walk out the door, they go, oh, you know what else bothers me? Underneath my eyes. So what are some of your go-tos for that? Um, it is so many different types of um, tear trough issues, right? Like, yeah. You know, a one lot thing of, doesn't no, solve all it's the not problems. A one and, and, I know. But you know, sometimes people just simply need surgery for yeah. that. Um, and I'll be honest with them because I, you know, I, w I would want that for myself yeah. or my family. So uh, if if it's a pretty straightforward, I like to put you know voluma or velour on under the muscle, straight on the bone. Yes. And I like to go straight across and ride that orbital rim across. Uh, and then I, if needed, I'll put something thin like Volbella or silk underneath the skin. Gotcha. But not much, like gotcha. little spider webs gotcha. because you don't want that overfilled puffy look, right? Are you lasering that Oh, laser is another piece of it. It's, now, are you doing that, like, uh, yeah. if you're separating these treatments out with a filler mm -hmm. and then with some sort of a skin tightening with a laser, how do you, what's I'd your regimen? I'd rather start with laser. Right. Yeah. Same with me. Same yeah. with me. How many because weeks in between? Because healthy skin always looks better. No you matter know, what always. you do, right? Yeah. Even if it's a facelift, yeah. if you have healthy skin, facelift looks better. So mm -hmm. that's true. Um, how many weeks before you would do a filler do you do your laser underneath the eyes about? Well, I'd like them to do a series of um, maybe BBL first if they yeah. have color issues. Uh, maybe a halo, um, maybe skin tight. You know, those, gotcha. those are maybe RF microneedling. Yeah. So I just would look at their skin and make a care plan for them. Gotcha. And then um, after that, that treatment regime's done, then we'll talk about fillers. Love it. If they, if they can afford it. Now, sometimes people will say, I just give me some good creams and I want... Right. You know, and, and as long as you're doing something for the skin, right. even a microneedling, something, just yeah. something to stimulate the skin. But sometimes people just, they have a wedding coming up. They don't want to wait a year to get their skin super healthy. I'm okay to do that with them, but they're always, I'm always going to give them the best case scenario care plan. Gotcha. And give them what it's going to cost up front. So well, that's they know important. So they budget. know they can budget it. Mm -hmm. The last thing I want to hit is something that we talked a lot about at the meeting, which was threads yeah. and where we're going with threads and what they can do. What's your position on using threads? 
I think that the, the smooth threads and the twist threads, the, the little simple ones that you just put in that don't have any barbs on them, those are a slam dunk. Those stimulate your collagen, they right. give you some structure. Right away, um, there's very little downtime, very little pain. Not, yeah. No pain, but you know, it's yeah. tolerable. Those are easy, mm -hmm. but the other ones, they I just want to give them a realistic expectation. Do yeah. you combine a filler and the threads potentially at the same sitting? Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Especially if you're going to do deep fillers. Yes. And then superficial threads. Gotcha. Um, sometimes after Botox, they'll still have um, lines in their glabella. Threads are great for those. Right. You know, just stick right. a bunch in there. It just <laughs> smooths it out. It looks so good. I'm so happy we had a chance to speak yeah. with Julie. Um, listen, you got to follow her. What's give oh, everybody jubilant, your thing? Jubilant.julie. And I also have a training course online. Oh, that's know. right. Yeah, I have a, a Patreon and it's also Jubilant Julie. Love so, it. So, yeah. So I think it's like $9 a month and they can watch all my videos. And oh, that's terrific. Mm -hmm. I'm happy you said that. Yeah. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Happy poking. <laughs> Thank you for listening to The Plastic Surgery Revolution with Dr. Stephen Davis. Please subscribe to our show in iTunes, Stitcher Radio, or whatever app you use to listen to podcasts. Keep listening, looking great, and feeling better.